Hello, my friend, and welcome to Something for Everybody, the podcast to help those who listen feel more loved and connected through story sharing. My name is Aaron Mashbitz, and my mission is to help you realize your potential and capabilities through conversations and deep insights so you can make your prior best your new baseline. Joel Sands returns to the podcast for a record-setting fourth solo episode, and in this conversation, we get a life update from Joel, we ask questions to each other to see how well we know each other, and we talk about deleting Instagram and how the Jedi is the ultimate sign of real masculinity. And in other news, this podcast is brought to you by Amare. Amare is the mental wellness company, and I use their products every single day. So hit the link in the show notes, scroll through all of their different products, see which ones might fit you and your wellness needs best, and then at checkout, use code EVERYBODY for $10 off your entire order. Now, on to episode 193 of Something for Everybody with Joel Sands. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Something for Everybody. My name is Aaron Mashbitz. Joel, welcome back to the show. You know, this is actually my first time on the show because <laughs> it's always been the Jackson Stone pod. Yeah, I know, right? That's that's very true. That's very important. So it's almost like a new beginning. It is a new beginning. So let's call it my fourth time, but uh, it's it's like it's a first time too. But I, I, yeah, I'm still your most. Uh, yeah, you're a four-timer. You you and Sam Pack are the most appeared people on this podcast. I uh, hope it's by request and not by me forcefully uh, coming here and saying every September, expect me to uh, be recording. No, I love it. I mean, we our first episode was episode 21. Uh-huh. That was when you just moved in. Yes. Then we did episode 72, and then we did episode 115, and now this is episode 193. That's crazy. That's crazy. I know you're saying you're planning 200 coming. I was hoping I could have landed on 200, but uh, I know that's just going to be you, and I know that's something to look forward to. I, I was asking my fiance to do episode 200 with me, and she's never been I on know. the pod, but she is under the impression that she wants to wait to like episode 500, where like way more people listen than like the medium amount of people that listen and watch. Now I'm like. <laughs> what, what if what if she's the reason though that you know you go viral? That'd be awesome. She's been posting all these workout videos on Instagram, and some of them have gone pretty viral. So she's, I mean, she's the person that people care about in this relationship. So I'll, that's why I'm trying to get her on the pod for her to share her wisdom, her insight in her like beautiful British accent, but. I think people would enjoy. May- okay. Mm. Maybe you could save her. Oh, for- gosh. You just spilled everywhere. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> Keep it rolling, but I do really like these poppies, and they're a Dallas brand, so if you listen to this podcast and you want to sponsor it. Poppy. Soon to be sponsored. <laughs> Soon of- to be sponsored of something, something for everybody. everybody. But... And not to be confused with the official sponsor of the podcast. Which used to be. Which used to be the Leather Sofa Company. Yes. Unfortunately, as you can see, this is clearly not leather. Not leather. We got, a new, we got a new sofa. But if you turn the camera slightly that way, the Leather Sofa Company. You're never going to get that back straight to where it needs to be. I know. 
<laughs> We're still here. This is the best episode we've had yet. Perfect. All right. Now uh, back to our regular scheduled programming. <laughs> and you might be wondering if our video editor, Ben, will edit that out. He will not. You will see that in full. Maybe bloopers at the end? No way. Okay. No way. That's uh, why people like this pod. Unedited, uninterrupted content. All righty. All right, Joel. What we need, what the, what the people need is an update. An update. An update since you moved out of this house, which has been about a year. Wow. Yeah, no, it's crazy to think about. Uh, my new roommates uh, make me call them mom and dad because <laughs> they're my loving parents. Your parents uh, are lovely. And it's going really, really well. Um, you know, it's surprisingly uh, better than I thought, but it also, you know, it, lose a little bit of the independence, but it's nothing like it used to be what I thought it was going to be, where they're just always hawking over me. Sure. Um, they've definitely given me a lot of independence, a lot more independence. Um, don't really pester me, been really supportive. Um, I started working out. Um, I see a personal trainer twice a week. Oh, we're going to talk about um, that. I know. <laughs> um, so, you know, they, my dad it, is the one that uh, got me the trainer. He, or not got me, but. Introduced was, you? Yeah, introduced mm -hmm. me to the trainer. I'm like, like I got to fund that myself. And uh, private trainer's not the cheapest, but so far I think it's worth it. Um, it's a very, very, very lucrative investment. I yeah. Think. Yes. There's a lot of return on that. And I still don't like going to the gym and I'm trying to tell myself positive affirmations about it, but it is, <laughs> I still haven't found it to become my happy place yet. It doesn't really matter if you like going as long as you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, and hopefully, you know, we'll touch on this, but my buddy was telling me you need to find something else to supplement going to the gym, like something an active act, you know, an activity yeah. to supplement going to the gym. So he's really into biking, like cross, you know, country cycling. Um, you know, I, and I was telling him I've, I've really gotten into like golf and disc golf lately, mm. but that was just impossible to do this summer. Uh, because this was, I think I, I would have to say the most brutal Texas summer. I think I've that you've I've, experienced. You've been here that, a long time. Yeah, I've lived here my entire life, and I've lived in Phoenix. And this was probably the most brutal summer. Summer being constantly in the hundreds, nineties when it's dark. Uh, just really couldn't do anything outside. It really drained my uh, my mood this summer. Um, something I definitely noticed. And uh, today is actually, I think, uh, you know, the first day it hasn't been in like the top hundreds even 90s it's been really nice out and my mood just does feel really different mm. um and yeah being able to to get out to go to colorado in august to get out for a little bit again that was a nice little mood shifter but right as i came back and my blood started boiling and everywhere started perspirating i just uh it's been a tough summer just because uh the outdoors and nature really does enhance my mood. I've, I've realized. And, um, so that was the summer, uh, spring. Let's see. Mavericks were disappointing. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm optimistic, kind of optimistic for this upcoming season. So we'll see, but still, still loving my Mavericks. Well, we love the Mavs. We love Luca. 
the Luca Cowboys had a promising start to their wow, season. Wow, dude. Um, ho- hopefully, when you watch this, we're still undefeated. It'll be in October when this comes out. So, But as of this episode, we're undefeated, and the other team has never scored on us. So that's that, that was a like you rarely see a 40 to zero football game. No, no. Like sometimes people squeak in a field goal or like one touchdown late in the game. And where they get like the, what was it? Defense had the first score. They uh-huh. scored what 14 or did they score through? I, I don't remember, but it was a yeah, great Cowboys game. I'm optimistic this season. And hopefully by the time you're watching or listening to this, the Rangers are in the playoffs. Yes. Doing some damage. Uh, that's been a interesting, very interesting roller coaster of a season. Like it, it was peaking and peaking, and then all of a sudden, I went to a game with Tanner, and we just started losing and losing and losing. So Tanner, if you're watching this, make us win. Um, <laughs> you're here. Hopefully, you haven't gone to another game at home this season because uh, so far. Like, we were going 25 games, uh, you know, I think we, like, lost record at home this season, and he had been to five. It was like a record-winning season until he, you know, and he had been to all losing oh, games this season. poor Tanner. He's a huge Rangers fan, too. Was, well. Yeah, well, unfortunately, that's how he met his fiance at the Rangers. Beautiful. If you're watching, JC, hi, they're, Tanner. They're getting married next year. They bought a house. I mean, beautiful. Mazel tov. I know. So, uh, and then, you know, saw a bunch of movies this past year, as I always do. Still love going to the theater. Um, uh, okay, what was number one and two and three movies you saw? Ooh, that, oh, oh, now I got to pull out the list of movies. Yep. yep. You know, it, it honestly it wasn't a great movie season. Um, simply uh, now with the strike, especially, they can't do a lot of promoting. Not a lot of people are going to the theaters. Yeah. Um, let's see. What has been some of my favorites this year? Honestly, okay, so very low-key one, but I really, really enjoyed it. It was one called Theater Camp, and it's about, well, this theater camp stars Jimmy Tatro. Oh, Jimmy! So funny. Um, and it's perfect if you you don't necessarily have to be the theater person that was in high school or middle school, but if you knew that one theater person in high school, it's like, a, you know, it, it's a really, it's a really funny movie and then of course uh spider-man uh across the spider-verse was really good oh yeah the animated one guardians uh three really good i hope you watched it i have not watched it yet i i have not watched it yet uh but and then of course you know oppenheimer barbenheimer weekend was a fun one yeah both both fun movies but uh yeah, it hasn't been the greatest movie year. Um, the best movie that I saw in theaters by far was Mission Impossible. Oh, Mission Impossible is a fun one. That was definitely fun. Really, really good, actually. I can't wait for the second one. So good. It just follows like a, your standard action movie plot. Yeah. The only thing I wish is that they didn't show the jump like three years prior to the movie. Because yeah. they were using that to promote the Top Gun Maverick and... Uh, you know that was the biggest. Uh, that was the biggest. Uh, the apex of the movie, and I liked. I liked to, you know, the top feeling in the movie to be seen in the theaters, not you know. Right. So interesting that Tom Cruise is the guy to have two blockbuster movies in the past couple of years. Yeah. No, well, not surprising either. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. He. They say that he's the last movie star, but you know, people want to go 
not have to really think about what's on screen. Just enjoy. Just watch a film. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's I, I enjoy the the my favorite movie weekend though. I do have to say was the Oppenheimer Barbie weekend just because it was great to see the theaters full again. Whenever I go to the theaters, I don't really have to wait in line for popcorn because there's not a lot of people at the theater. Mm-hmm. I had to wait in line for popcorn. I wasn't too thrilled, but I was also very, very happy that people were at the theaters. And yeah. it's a very, it's a fun communal experience. You laugh more with other people. Absolutely. Uh, feel more emotions with other people. It's a, it's a fun communal experience. So. I mean, the promotion for Barbie was was excellent. Stellar. No, yeah. Oh, it was excellent. No like doubt. Any sort of marketing agency should study that on how to get something into pop culture. Like Barbie's already part of pop culture, obviously, but like the doll itself is. Getting the movie and people to wear pink and all of these things like just uh, meshed in culture was was amazing. Yeah, I think it timed a little bit perfectly with Taylor Swift's Eras tour and the pink, but it meshed, you know. Did well. It meshed perfectly. Um, It was a fun one. I I know people had differing opinions on it based off of what your own personal views are, but honestly, if you went in with an just zero expectation. Just know that it's satirical. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a funny one. Great. I haven't watched it yet, but it actually came out on streaming services today. Oh, did really? So, oh, I didn't know which that. is yeah, September twelfth. Um, Rhea, Rhea and I will watch it. I'm sure it's fun. She's. I think she's gonna watch Little Mermaid right now. So I, I started. I couldn't really get into it. I don't know if it's just I'm past my Disney princess era, but. I do like, I, you know, I like movies. I like all movies. I listened, I actually, I listened to the, the, the music, the soundtrack. Love the soundtrack. Halle Bailey, great, great voice. Just couldn't get into sappy prince and princess romance anymore. I try. I know that's your field. <laughs> I mean, I do. I mean, I can't deny that I love a good love story, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm, oh, I got to stay off Twitter because episode five of Ahsoka comes out right now today. tonight and I've apparently you have apparently episode five um is being shown right in a theater at north park uh oh, really? to select few yeah i try to get tickets but did you watch the clone wars the animated series uh like a while back I think. okay apparently there's um like it, it stems from it and i i didn't get into the animated series but that's we'll a really see. good show. It's oh, it's fantastic. I'm like really. I'm that's the first thing I'm doing when I I get home. I think it drops at eight. So yeah, I mean okay. I I could watch uh, Jedi stuff all day. Yeah, one I love the the mindset and the mentality that a Jedi is supposed to have, right? I think the mindset of a Jedi is sort of what I view a like a really healthy masculine man to be, right? Because a Jedi is someone who is calm cool, collected, also a very loving, caring person, either to their Padawan or to like the people they're trying to protect, but at the same time, incredibly dangerous and capable of violence only when absolutely necessary. And I think the meshing of that is like super important for like healthy masculinity. And I think that could be promoted more in our culture rather than uh, what's happening now, which I think is um, not good for men and not good, especially for young boys who are looking at that. But like, if you see a Jedi, like, like they meditate, they're at peace. They understand how to deal with their emotions and their thoughts. They have some cooperation about them. They can get along with people, but they stand their ground 
and again, obviously very capable of being very dangerous and violent, but understand exactly when to use it, how to use it, and have it under voluntary control. Yeah, they, you know, uh, it's and amazing. even masters have masters, you know, uh, masters have apprentices and those, you know, masters have apprentices. They're always so. learning and they're always, always curious learning. and yeah, they're always teetering on the dark side and, and like, you know, because everyone has evil inside of them. Mm-hmm. Like you and I and everyone is, has capable of being very vicious and evil. Oh yeah, free and will. We, and we have I mean, those thoughts in our head all the time. Like you're not free of evil thoughts. Like sometimes I'm like, ah, you know, whatever, right? But we we're voluntarily deciding to be on the dark, on the light side, to choose that path, to walk it, um, even though it's really hard. And you know, they talk about that all the time with Jedi's. You know, the dark or uh, what is it? What is it? Um, the dark side. The dark side. Yeah, dark force. Same thing. I think. Yeah, I think everybody is. I think people are inherently born knowing right from wrong, or good from evil. Mm-hmm. Um, people just choose not to, to yeah. follow it. Sometimes, yeah. Just depends. Sometimes people's perspectives get skewed or they're, you know, shown the wrong information or they're taught by mentors or role models or caregivers sort of the, the wrong thing, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. Or, free, free will. It's a, so, it's a crazy thing. But there's always a choice at the end of the day. Like, like, yes, hard as it may be, if you were, if you had all these, uh, negative role models in your life that are showing you how to like the opposite way to live. Mm-hmm. Like you still, as you become an autonomous adult with agency over your life, you can still make the choice to walk this path. Yeah. Very hard because you have to sort of unlearn and then relearn and then readjust and then, you know, change your perspective. But all of that is still possible um, because the light always exists and we can always choose to go down that path because our, you know, as our famous Victor Frankl, you know, once said in the Holocaust, that, you know, our response is always under our control, no matter how dire the situation. And if he can do it under those circumstances, like in the concentration camps, then we can do it in these, like, unbelievably beautiful circumstances overall that we live in. Yeah, you can't control others, but you control how you respond. Absolutely. I like, a, you know, I haven't done much thought into the Jedi's creation by uh, George Lucas, but I like the uh, the anecdote there. That a way to uh, to wrap it to some Star Wars. I I was thinking about that exactly when I was watching it. I was like, that's why I love Jedi's. That's why I've always loved them. You know, I'm not like a, a massive Star Wars fan, but I've seen all of the movies and I like, yeah. I like watching them. But now I'm like, oh, that's why I really like them. Yeah, they're super cool. Uh, there was a there was a video I watched on YouTube about I can't remember the Lord of the Rings character. Um, he's the one who protects Frodo. For the most part, he has a, he has Samwise? long hair. Uh, he's got a sword. Samwise? No. Shoot. Bilbo Baggins? Oh, he's like a warrior king. Uh, no, no, whatever. Anyways, they were talking, this guy made a, a video about him, about how he's the sort of the apex of healthy masculinity. And for all the same reasons why um, that I just mentioned, right? for this ability to be a protector, right? A hero, the definition of a hero is a protector of two, not like a killer of bad guys. There's a difference between the two and being able to voluntarily control that and also be kind and be about love. And, you know, there's this guy, there's this former army ranger named John Lovell who calls it, who calls it the warrior poet, which I think is great. Yeah. Well, uh, speak. Yeah. I, I had heard something the other day. It was like bravery is something you do in the act of others, not for yourself. 
And uh, it was uh, because I saw somebody was calling the, uh, I don't know if you watched the US Open at all, but heard, or heard that the climate protest happened and some guy glued their feet. Somebody's calling him a brave person. It's like, brave isn't something you do, it's something you do for others. That's something you're just doing for himself. Right. Uh, so I, th I thought that was an interesting quote that I heard that, you know, bravery is not necessarily, oh, he's so brave, you know, to do something on his own. No, you do something bravery for, you know, selflessness. Yeah. So. That's, yeah, that's the, the mark of bravery, courage, all that stuff. The mark of a hero. All right, what kind of questions you got, Joel? Oh, my, mine was just like... What do we got? Like, hey, how well do we know each other? But I did actually want to bring something up because okay. two weeks ago I deleted my Instagram. Why is that? Just I was getting relatively depressed. Uh, noticed, uh, well, what kind of... I had been thinking about it for a while, but what really tipped it was I saw a friend throw a party like back-to-back -back weekends invite like you know mutual friends and know like i was not invited i you know asked a mutual friend like hey why did so and so throw a party you know why wasn't i invited like is, is, and so I, I i don't know i just i realized that it gives you false um i guess false uh reality of you know being included and you know um feeling like it gave me a sense of loneliness. Mm. Um, and it's why I deleted my Snapchat like 2018 or so is because I didn't like seeing what people were doing in real time knowing that I wasn't specifically included. And so while I know, you know, like uh, when I was with Evan the other day playing disc golf, it's like I, you know, could see on Snapchat, you know, him getting with Tanner and I would feel left out if I saw him and Tanner got together, if I physically saw, but like, I know that they get to, you know, I know people like that were in cohorts of friends with get together individually. Sure. And, but just seeing, I guess seeing it and knowing that you're kind of left out really made me feel bad. And I just use, I, I'm just using that as an example. Um, you know, you know, I know people get together out, you know, outside of social media and stuff, but I didn't like the feeling of not being included, even if, you know, I know my purpose, or, or, or even if I know, like, I, you know, I shouldn't be in, in the invite people get together and stuff, but I just, uh, yeah, I didn't like the loneliness that it made me feel, and then once I did delete it, I re that's when I noticed I was having like a, a screen time addiction to it. Mm. Um, you know, I would try to open my phone. I still kind of do it a little bit and naturally go to the folder that it was in and try to open it. But now yeah. the when I deleted it, the WhatsApp kind of moved in its place, which is totally different than a feed. Sure. So um, I, I was just trying to naturally look at it to kill time. And so uh for the first week or like first couple of days last week, it was really, really hard. Um, cause I didn't really know what to do with my time. Um, that's how I occupied a lot of my time. Um, you know, I always I was opening it up and I, not healthy for me. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm trying to live without, uh, Need, and, and since I have deleted it, I don't necessarily feel 
as left out on stuff because I don't necessarily know what's going on. Because you're not seeing it happen in real time. Because I'm not seeing it happen in real time. So, like, if I saw, yeah, if I saw, you know, you know, you threw a party, you know, and I was like, hey, you know, where's my invite? You know, I, I don't like to see it. I know that it happens. I don't like to see it. It's kind of like, I well, mean, if you ever see me throw a party at this house and I didn't invite you, it's because I forgot. Just come over. Oh, see, that, <laughs> well, that's the thing is I don't like to be, I don't like to be the one person forgotten about. That's another thing. I don't want to be the person forgotten about. Right. It happens. Trust me. Been there. But it's uh, noted. Uh, I'll jot that down if you're ever throwing a party. That's a but, rule of thumb at this house but, that you but, lived in for two years. But now I, well, I know the I, a I have a key, and you know, the code, <laughs> and I, so. I still have a key. Um, but yeah, it, it it's nice to not be able to see that sort of stuff going on in real time, and not the only thing that I feel like I miss out on is now like knowing immediately which concerts are coming to town that i would want to see mm. or um uh you know if there's an event like going on or like a special marketing promotion like i think instagram promotion is how i s saw that they were doing an early screening of guardians of the galaxy uh, so um so stuff like that is actually useful information yeah some of the, some of the stuff like i've seen plus um yeah, it's, uh, some of the stuff like that for, I guess, some some marketing purposes um, for the specific things that interest me. Yeah, th that's kind of a loss, but I feel like my mental health not having – like there are other ways I can find out about stuff coming. Facebook is, you know, it's meta. It's Instagram disguised. Right. So I still have that. Um, I'm not, I haven't really ever been a post – uh, somebody that posts and tells people what I'm necessarily up to or what my life's going on in my life. So, you know, if I have that philosophy, I don't really know. You know, if people want to know what's going on in my life, they can give me a call. Uh, if you want to know what's going on in my life, hit them up. I'll give you my phone number. Happy <laughs> yeah. to talk. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that makes. Yeah, that's what's so tough about social media. And like the the constant need that now people now feel to post about their lives twenty four seven, instead of actually like being in your life, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and then it's hard, like especially for young people who sort of feel the same way, like they're seeing all of their friends post all of these things, and like they're not invited at all ever. It's a terrible mm -hmm. feeling, you know. It's a terrible feeling because all we want as, as people is to feel like we have a sense of belonging and that people care about us or they like us. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's hard. And so... I know. think I think another thing too was, I don't know how, it was, I was just getting so much like ex sexually explicit like stuff targeted to, to me and I don't know like how or, or why necessarily, you know, all these... You know, nothing, again, nothing against anybody doing, I'm totally for free, but like all these OnlyFans, like models trying to advertise their stuff, you know, would pop in my feet. And again, not hating on the game or the players, only the, I guess, the fans that are, the fans. It's not something that, you know, I, I necessarily wanted my feed to be, you know, all advertisements of, you know, 
people that I didn't know because it became very advertising heavy of follow, you know, so-and-so that you've never seen based off of something that you saw somebody else and that used this, the the algorithm, people talk about it, you know, and so I just, I didn't care for, you know, the sort of feed that it was feeding me. And, uh, you know, now that I don't see it, you know, it, it, it's nice. So. Yeah, it's definitely a net positive. Yeah, hundred percent. I feel for you, yeah. your mental health, your sanity. Yeah. Um, now, just hopefully not replacing it with something else is is the goal. So, like, don't go look at Twitter more often. You know, go pick up a book or go. You know, if you're out with people, talk to somebody. Don't just look at your phone. Mm-hmm. Or it's 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 a, a process, I guess. Like, it is. It's. Like I said, the first week I kept naturally opening my phone to open up the app and well, there's nothing there. Well, now if you feel like doing it, uh, instead of opening Instagram, just go for a walk. There's your extra activity you've been looking for outside of the gym. I'll try. It's well, now again, I, I now know you're, I know you're very, I know you're different and waking up early and all that stuff. And I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't go, I could barely walk in this heat. I, I applaud you for doing that. But like <laughs> this, this, I barely wanted to ever take the dog on a walk, but I would only do that in the morning. I would get up at six if I had to walk the dog. Yeah. But anytime after it was, this summer was really bad for like, I, yeah. I mean, it was super hot. Like I won't say that it wasn't, but I didn't really have a choice to not, not be outside. Yeah. Like I was coaching 14 year olds. And if I'm going to have them, be outside and play and practice and give me their best effort. I have to, I have to do the same thing. So I basically had to convince myself, especially when we were playing. I mean, we played like eight games in the span of three days and it was all a hundred degrees. So I have to get myself into the same mind frame that I want them to be in. Like the weather is fine. We're still going to give our best effort. Yes, it's hot, but everyone's playing in this heat. We got to still move forward. And then I was just like, the season was over and I was like, I'm not going to not go outside. Like, yeah, it sucks. I'm going to have to change my clothes 15 times. But, like, I like being out here. And and it is what it is. So I just sort of forced my way into that mindset. One, because I didn't have a choice because I was coaching baseball and I wanted to relay that message to my players. And, I, I yeah. So, but now we ran this morning. Normally the past couple of weeks, even when we run at, like, 6 in the morning, it's still 95 degrees. This morning it was, like, 75. yeah. It was really nice. I know. A little bit of rain too this morning when we were running, which was nice because the pond, you know, that is over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like very low, super low. Oh, I'm sure. Super low. And so, I mean, a little, like it was a 10 minute rain. It's not going to fill it back up. (laughs) You know, it's nice to see that, you know, maybe our grass will get a little greener and it'll be 75 degrees out. Yeah. You know, soon it'll be cold here. And it's nice. The seasons change. It's just like that three months that we had was like, it was long. I mean, I, when I was up in Colorado, uh, beginning of August, up in the mountains, like I was outside so much just because I, I, wa- I wanted to eat outside. I wanted, I slept with the windows open. Yeah. Like it just felt so nice for the weather to not be a hundred freaking degrees. So, yeah. uh, gotta start out probably, uh, I should put my clubs in my car and, uh, hit the driving range now that it's finally cooled down heck yeah hopefully it stays this way but it will it will um tell me about your your workout journey now yeah so workout journey um 
first time I stepped in a gym formally in a long time. I would say probably like five years. Um, and I really, the first, I would say the first three weeks I went, so I, I see personal trainer twice a week. Um, first time I went in there, I felt like, uh, a, a little chihuahua with an attitude. <laughs> like I thought everybody that was looking at me was like, Oh, who's this, you know, little scrawny out of place guy. Cause the gym that I go to, it's a private owned gym. Uh, like it's only leased out by trainers or, yeah. you know, it's got an octagon and a boxing ring in it. Like it, it's, it's a very, it's a nice gym that clearly is made for, you know, athletes and bodybuilders and I guess just personal trainers training people like me. And, uh, I was, yeah, a very, uh, self-conscious my first time I went there um just new place uh very out of shape uh didn't really know what I could do first you know few like I said three weeks or so first month I would say I was getting so lightheaded almost felt like throwing up you know each time barely get through could, you know, only lift, you know, the bars or whatnot, you know, on the, on squats and benching. And, uh, yeah, I, I hated it. Um, but they said, you know, I, they said, if you just kept sticking with it, it gets better. And sure enough, it got better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't, okay. It's not, it, it, that's what it did. I got more used to it and it became more, uh, rhythmic and routine as opposed to I was just starting, my body was adjusting to everything. Now, I still don't find it fun. I still don't find it enjoyable. Um, but I'm less aggravated by people there. I'm more comfortable because I do, You rec people said, you know, you'll recognize people as you go there. Do I know their names? No. One guy I called Dom Toriano because, well, that's what he looks like is, you know, from uh, Fast and Furious. Ah, Dom. Dom. I, I, yeah, I think that's his name, right? Dom um, Toretto? Toretto, not Toretto. Um, Toretto, yeah. But I don't think that's his name. Uh, you Dom. sure it's not Vin Diesel? I, I know it's not, no. Um, <laughs> no, honestly, it looks more like the brother from 51st Dates, you know, that wears the fishnet shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Doug. Doug. That was his name. Oh, shit. Oh. I'll pull it up soon. Um, but yeah, I don't know really anybody's name in the gym, but I recognize faces and I know that they're just minding their own business as mm -hmm. I'm just minding my own business. So uh, smiles is all it takes in the gym. It's just a friendly. It's all. Don't even need a nod or hello or just a smile is all you need at the gym. It's all I learned. So, uh, but the the progress is going well. I've uh, like I said, I've built more confidence and comfortability in the gym. I haven't gotten. I've started March or April, I think, and like I said, twice a week. I haven't gotten to the point where I feel comfortable going to a gym by myself. Like I got myself a membership at the Plano Rec Center, 
but I don't know if it's because I'm in a really clean gym that I like the cleanliness of it. Uh, you know, in the rec centers, just you know, public gyms, people don't clean up after themselves. Right. The you know the ropes all greasy. Um, and the other thing too is I've I've realized how much I. I'm not going to say rely on the spotter, but I, I feel very comfortable with my trainer and I, there's a lot of trust in him. Mm -hmm. And I know that he, with him, I could push myself. And I guess I don't know my limits yet to be, to go, you know, bench something on my own. So I guess I don't have necessarily the trust or the knowledge of my own limits to go on my own yet. Um, then I don't really know how to, uh, I don't really know how to build that courage yet to go on my own without, you know, my trainer. Um, because what I would like to do is very different than what I'm doing now. Um, what, do you, what do you mean? Like I would like to go for like three or four times a week, ah. you know, at least twice, twice in person, twice or twice on my own. And eventually to the point where I'm not having to you see a trainer twice a week. Sure. You know, and but I mean you're still very new in your workout journey. Right. It's only been four months. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is which is not a long time. I mean, it took me like you know, I don't know. I started working out when I was fourteen and now I'm thirty one. Yeah. So like it took me a long time to get comfortable to figure out what I was doing. Yeah. So and yeah, so I don't I don't know. I'll probably get to that point where, you know, I will feel comfortable going on my own. I think I just need to make that first step or maybe have somebody go with me to the public gym. Sure. So I, I know what I'm doing, but, uh, Let's yeah, gym, gym. Okay. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm comfortable now going to a gym, even if it's not, you know, the gym I go to. Which I think. is awesome. If I had somebody else to go with, I, I would be more comfortable. I haven't been in the rec center since I was since I was in high school. Really? Yeah. You know the Oak Point. Uh, Oak Point, I think, is part of the uh, gym membership. So if you want to go, just right around the corner. Oh, really? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I think I do. I don't mean I don't have a membership, but I you can get a guest I think, pass. Yeah, I can get a guess. Um, yeah, but uh, outside of the gym, nutrition is probably my hardest thing. Mm. Um, a, I like my Chick Fil A way too much. Um, like once or twice a week. Um, but just uh, food, eat, I guess eating three square meals and protein is, is a, a tough thing. Not uh, not like protein powder, but like, you know. Actual protein. Actual like meat and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I just, I like my carbs. I like carbs way too much. I could eat carbs, you know, all, a lot. And then... <laughs> And then same thing, like, I don't know why I just don't, uh, yeah, uh, food is probably my toughest thing. And I, I probably blame a little bit on the stomach surgery or put too much, uh, you know, blame on that. But, uh, yeah, I just, I've been told you just need to cut it out, go for it, you'll be hungry for a little bit. Right. Um, but your body will adjust too, which I'm learning, you know. It takes time, and you need discipline, and I, I'm learning. I don't have the discipline I thought to, but uh, with time, I am, you know, just like I get used to things, I am gaining, I think, more discipline 
over time. And I think I've also heard you say, you know, you don't, if you change too much at once, you're not going to change at all. And then when it comes to food, you know, if you're eating right 75, 80% of the time, that's fine. Leave, leave yourself some grace. You know, you don't have to be, you know, so acute to everything. And, you know, especially at the very beginning when I'm, you know, starting out mm -hmm. and, I don't necessarily know if there's a time frame for when you start getting comfortable doing stuff. Like I said, going to the gym, it took me uh, probably th it took me three months to finally feel comfortable going, you know, twice a week and actually doing my thing. Um, but it, it'll take me some time to get into routine, discipline, not trying to change too much at once. So, yeah, uh, gym's going well. It's yeah. I mean, it all has to be a slow process. Because like if I try to go to the gym, you know, five days a week and also eat perfectly and also make sure my sleep is good and also make sure my relationships are perfect, like that's not possible. Yeah, we want to do all of those things. All of those things are very important. But if you're like so far off the mark on one of them, then you just have to do that one thing. You make it a habit for, you know, however long you need. And then you start to focus on the next thing. While Why working out is, is a great way to start because – if you start working out more often, you're more inclined to want to eat well because you know that's going to benefit your working out. And then if you're working out and eating right, you're like, oh, I should probably sleep better because I'll feel more energized in the morning for my workout or whatever it is. So it all has a trickle down effect. And then, of course, all of that stuff plays into your relationships because you usually feel better. You usually have more energy. You usually want to do stuff with people or you want to talk about it or you want to make friends. Because So it all plays a part in itself. But if like the one thing that's real far off the mark, that has to be the like the origin point, and then you build from there, and then everything else comes off of that. Another actually uh, highlight I'm gonna talk about is I am about three weeks, month, uh, haven't needed my clonopin. Um, each night I was prescribed a milligram uh, to take every night in 2018. It's a controlled substance, benzo. Um, and uh, one of my goals was to eventually get myself off of it. And it was a long journey to get off of it. Uh, you know, cutting it from milligram every night to half a milligram every night to quarter milligram every night to quarter every other night to quarter every other two nights. Uh, to eventually uh, not needing it every night. Um, but with that, my sleep uh, has definitely the sleep schedule's diverted a little bit. Sure. I, I like my, uh, you know, I'll wake up at like three thirty four o'clock and I'll just go to my phone and scroll and YouTube or what put something on and watch. And, uh, I think my next goal is to cut screen time, at least in the middle of the night. I've been falling asleep to my computer TV or whatever. Um, even sound like I, I, I don't like silence going to sleep. Mm. So my next goal is to cut, you know, screen time, waking up and not, you know, touching anything. Yeah. Necessarily. So that'll be, that'll be an echo. Hopefully, uh, the 2024 podcast, uh, Joel doesn't wake up using his cell phone. Crushing it. That a boy. Uh, did you experience any, um, like withdrawal symptoms? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say withdrawals. Um, I do, I, I do feel a lot clearer in the mornings, my, my head. Um, but I think because of the timeline that I, I gave myself, like it, 
I, I, I cut myself from a milligram and a half a milligram while I was still living here. Mm. So it was a, it was a long process right. to, and partially I, I was a little bit scared of getting off of it and of any withdrawals, but I think I gave myself a good schedule. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, that's a good, yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I want to replace medicine with more natural stuff. You know, I really do believe the body can help, you know, heal itself. It's not to say that medicine isn't, you know, important right um but if you don't need it you shouldn't need to take it how do you think your uh, exercise routine has helped your mental health um i don't know i i i i i honestly i i don't know um i like feeling you know i like feeling a little bit bigger and, and i but i don't necessarily know if that's come out as confidence necessarily um i don't know i don't i don't think like it's made necessarily made me happier or you know less stressful but i definitely feel um i definitely feel uh more a a little bit more confident Mm. if um i just haven't really uh haven't really done you know I feel like enough to say, yeah, my mood's completely changed by going to the gym twice a week. Mm. Um, but like I said, I feel comfortable now. Like if somebody asked me if I wanted to go, I could go. Yeah. Um, that if I need to go do something active, I feel more confident that I could do that, that I don't necessarily feel like I have the inability or not, not necessarily, you know, I was never fat or, you know, super skinny or any, but, uh, I like to lay down and not be active and uh, getting active has felt good. Um, that combined with uh, still playing trombone and band, those, yep. thing, those things have uh, really kept me sound. So, uh, and band is still going well. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, trying to think. What else? Let's see how well you know me. All right. Unless, did you have any other questions? No, no. I mean, a couple, but we're we're rolling well. So, let's see. Do you know what year I graduated high school? Yeah, the year after me. No. The two years after me. Sure. Twenty twelve. Yes. Okay. I graduated high school in twenty twelve. Got it. <laughs> the year after me. Okay. Pretty close. Where else have I lived? Nowhere. You live in Plano wrong where else have i lived oh you lived in phoenix i lived in yes yeah. i was, lived in phoenix yeah you went to school at arizona state I could tell you, you you lived in san francisco you yeah. lived here you lived in south dakota i don't know where the hell south dakota state is brookings um, sure and you lived in philly yeah i'm trying to think if there's anywhere else you lived i don't think so no i mean i spent a bit of time in germany but i didn't really live there yeah that was like a summer wasn't yeah. it yeah yeah you lived here in phoenix do you know what my first job was? Absolutely not. I don't know if I told you. It was at Cinemark Legacy. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I was a movie theater. In high school? Yeah. Nice. Got got you your popcorn and movies and... I saw you there? Um, you might have. I got people their pickles, too. That's a uh, Texas thing. Oh, yeah. That's... Uh, yeah. I never had an, ate a pickle at a movie theater. Neither did I. But apparently that's a Texas thing. Yeah? Hmm. Yeah. Do you know what my favorite color is? Hmm. <laughs> Mavs blue. No. Burgundy. Close. Red. No. Orange. It's purple. 
I'm so disappointed. <laughs> yeah, because... The... <laughs> Do you know my sister's name? No. It's Jennifer. Yeah, it's Jennifer. Okay. Do you know what kind of dog my parents have? Marley. That's not a kind. That's the name. No, I don't know what kind of dog it's it is. Golden Doodle. I know her name's Marley. <laughs> okay, I'm proud of that. I'm I'm proud. I'm proud that you know. Do you know? Uh, ooh. Do you know? My favorite Marvel movie. Spider Man. No. Endgame. Civil War. Civil War. Okay. Good. Those are all three in your top. That are in your top five at least. Yes. Yes. But I'm not, um, I'm not sure which Spider-Man, though. Uh, I like the Tobey Maguire. But if we're talking like Cinematic Universe, uh, the third one was the most fun. Which was which one? Uh, the one where they all come back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I knew Civil War was your favorite one. Oh, this was a question for you. Um, what was your worst Halloween costume? My worst Halloween costume? Well, from about age two to... 13 i was the white power ranger that's not worse that's awesome I think. yeah no it was awesome i was a power ranger so i was the red one and then i don't know what i dressed up like in i think i was just still a power ranger and then i probably had some weird ones when i was in college but i don't remember what they were yeah oh, i i i was a slutty nurse yeah, I don't. Uh, maybe I also won't share them because I don't remember. I don't know what I did. So <laughs> I um. But um, Re and I dressed up as uh dodgeball characters for a Halloween oh, a couple yeah. years ago. Those yeah, were hilarious. That was that was really funny. Yeah. The eyebrow. Um, mine was uh my my grandparents gave me an inflatable plumber costume and it had the butt crack in the back and uh. Yeah, I decided to wear that for marching band one year. So you see just inflatable suit, fat Joel going. It, it was uh, it was not a great costume. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Uh, if you could see a celebrity doctor, who would you see? A celebrity doctor? Yes. Um... <sighs> hmm. I don't even know any celebrity. Dr. Phil. Okay. Dr. Phil, yeah. That's a uh, okay choice. Uh, <laughs> What's your choice? Dr. Dre. Oh, that's way better. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of celebrity doctors. I thought you were going to say uh, JP. Jordan Peterson. Oh, shoot. Okay, I switched my answer. I switched to Dr. Jordan Peterson. Okay. He's my favorite. I mean, there, there's a lot of famous doctors in the world. Uh, but yeah, Dr. Dre is going to be mine. Okay. Um, let's think. And then, oh, if you could travel in time, would you go to the past or the future? The past. <sighs> and nothing like no repercussions or what do I get to do there? There's no butterfly effect. I would go to the past. Same here. Yeah. Probably hang out with my sister. Yeah. I I want to I want to know if that stuff in the Bible was real. You go all the way back. I'd go all the way back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe I could, you know, find my way into the Last Supper where you know he's painting. I could be the plate holder that goes. 
Nice. One day. But no butterfly effect. But no butterfly effect. You just hang out there and then you move on or what? It's just, hey, if you could travel in time, not affect the present or the future. Yeah, I would. I would. Move to the past. Hang out with my sister one more time. That's that's honorable. Let's see. All right. If you knew what you know now, how would your life be different? If I knew what I know now, how would my life be different? Ooh. I think the question... If I knew what I knew then... First off, would I, I think the good way to loop it back to stuff earlier is would I have the discipline to actually put into action what I know then what I or know now? Would I, would I got I, what you mean. Yeah. Would you would be I, able to act I, on the things that you know now via discipline then? Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, it takes confidence to go you know and talk to a girl that's what they like you know don't just shy and try to have somebody do this or you know don't i'm trying to think like but i would have to have the confidence to go and talk to mm -hmm. that girl so you know it's nothing without action that uh you know it's nothing without action but how would i be different if i knew how would your yeah if your life would be different would it be different or um, no, I mean, honestly, I, I'm, I'm the same guy I was, you know, in high school and middle school that I am now. I'm just a goofball that, you know, loves people, that cares about others. Um, it's just trying to find happiness and, and love and joy and just, you know, live life to the fullest. So I don't necessarily know if I would be a different person. Um, you know, I would probably be in different places because I, I think about this all the time. Like, what happens if I didn't quit my job? You know, that you had in Phoenix? Uh, that I had before moving back to Phoenix mm -hmm. with State Farm. Right. Um, what if, you know, I didn't cut this relationship out with this one person? Or what if I, you know... You know, didn't cut out this one girl, or what if I, you know, picked up another instrument? Of course, I think of all the, you know, the what ifs, or what if I did another career path? Like, you know, what if I did audio engineering instead of going to the business as my first degree path? Mm. You know, there's so many what ifs, but, you know, I think, why is it too late to know what I know then to apply now? It's not. It's not. It's not. You you have so I think, you're a young, bright man with with the unlimited choices ahead of you. Now it's yeah, now like can I go and physically do some of the stuff like that I wish I could have, you know I, I, I like I, I, if I knew that I you know, I, I could be a competitive gymnast, you know, I would have I don't think I would, you know, be some scrawny little you know, I wouldn't be the guy complaining about going to the gym now if, you know, I knew I was a good gymnast and I stuck with that. And like, you know, I can't really dwell on the past and how it would have affected the future. But I have a bunch of knowledge from the past. I can definitely apply now. Yeah. Um, like I said, like like those things, like confidence or. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, all my confidence when I was in high school specifically came from the gym. Um, I would say my confidence in high school came from trombone. But one had a little bit... <laughs> I was going to say one had a little bit more effect wooing others than uh, the other did or getting people, I guess, to make him approachable. It's like you got the guy that's working to make himself look good or the guy that's trying to just make good music on a trombone. In high school, perception, you know, would have been the would have been the gym rat. Yeah, but, uh, but making art is a now is, is a beautiful thing. I yeah, I I I love what I do and you know, I would have been probably self-conscious but you know, my I knew I was a good player, and that's where my confidence came from. I didn't let people tell me I was a bad player. Yeah. But that only really translated to so much. I don't think it translated as much to social and ineptus as it did for, like, confidence and ability to... Uh, I still had, I guess, a social shadow kind of cast over me. Like, it's being social... Uh, confidence isn't as great as i guess my musical confidence oh like you're saying now yeah mm. yeah i mean or it doesn't really transfer to another like i know i'm confident behind the trombone i'm not as confident if i'm like put in a social situation what like having a conversation with someone or what just any kind con- like, yeah um i mean all the big gatherings that we've been together recently you you yeah, you, pu- you nail it yeah I don't know. I've I've noticed the older I get, I become a little bit more reserved. And I don't know if that's just maturing because I'm always the loud person. But I try to become a little bit more reserved. And I try to be the person that gets approached and not the approacher, if that makes sense. In what? In just like a casual bar setting or at a party? Just any, 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 just in, in general, I want to be the person that people find... Not interested, but feels like that they can approach and have conversation with, mm. if that's what I mean, rather than the person that goes up and tries to mingle their way into conversation. Sure. I like to be approachable. Yeah. Well, you're, I mean, you're pretty easy to have a conversation with, so. Oh, thank you. I, I try. I mean, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so it has to be a, it's a trainable and learnable skill. Yeah. You know, how we communicate is uh, paramount to pretty much everything. How oh, we for express sure. how we want, what we need, what we don't like, what we do like. You know, how we create relationships and love and all of those things. So it's very important. Oh, know? for sure. Very important. And, you know, like all people, sometimes we're not very sophisticated with our language or we say the wrong thing or we stumble over words or we I have quite make a, few. a joke that doesn't land or is too icky or whatever it is right we we have to we have to you have to do those things you have to you have to try them out in a real setting you know to see what your your style is how you approach things you know how you would go up to a woman or someone you find attractive or how you can interject yourself in a conversation where it's a group of people like you have to learn all of those things and it takes a bunch of times where you just fall fucking flat on your face and you walk away like, then you're like, okay, what did I actually learn from that? How can I get better? How can I do something differently? Okay, whatever it is, right? It's all part of the part of the process, and it's it's fun. And you're learning that specifically in the gym. That's why I think the gym is such a translatable skill to everywhere else, right? Because you can see 
physically you can see how it's paying off. Yeah. Right. That's hard to tell in a lot of other things in life because they're not so tangible to grasp. Like, especially with your mental health. Like, so I think that's why the gym is so cool because you, you get everything that you earn. Like, if I don't go to the gym, I'm not going to get big. I'm not going to look good. I'm not going to, whatever your goal is in the gym, but you do it, you see it, it pays off. You're like, oh, okay, how can I use the same thing that I just found out in the gym to all these other areas of my life? Okay, I want a better job or I want to make more money or I want to find one partner or I want to, whatever it is. Like, okay, I just have to go out and earn it. I have to do these things every day over a long period of time and be as consistent as possible. And then maybe it'll work out. No guarantee that it will, but... You know, because consistency doesn't guarantee success, but I know that not being consistent will guarantee that you won't be successful. Yeah. And that's very important. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Do you have any uh, last-minute comments, questions, concerns, funny stories, anecdotes? No. Wisdom for the people? I was trying to think. When, when's this episode drop? Sometime in October. So, uh, four weeks, October, what's in my life, October 28th at Christ United Methodist Church, 7 p.m. If you would like to come to my band concert, uh, we're playing a fun symphony. Uh, I believe the organ will be played. So if you want to, uh, come see some nice music and me, uh, doing what I love most, uh, slide into the DMs. Well, you can't hit him up on Instagram, but yeah, actually, (laughs) Hit slide into his DMs. You can talk to me and I'll I'll be you Joel's hit me uh, messenger. Hit me up on Facebook. For sure. Or if you need the number. We'll just post his number in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> for all of you too. <laughs> Anyways. All right, Joel. Love you, man. I love you too. Always fun. Always a pleasure. Cheers. Can't wait for five. Thank you for tuning in to that episode. What idea stood out to you the most? What idea resonated with you most deeply that you could potentially implement into your life immediately? And if you enjoyed that episode, please share it with a friend because the podcast grows from people like you sharing it with people like you. And please don't forget to leave us a rating or review on Spotify, Apple, or even on Good Pods. But the absolute best way to support this podcast is by becoming a supporter through Patreon. Patreon directly supports me, this podcast, and my mental health nonprofit, You Are Loved. So click the link in the show notes, select the tier that works absolutely best for you, and become a supporter right now. But most importantly, most importantly, above all else, please, please take good care of yourselves and others. And I'll see you next time. Lots of love. Cheers.